0: All right, and we are back, Dusk is Pop, The Challenge All-Stars, Episode 3, another great episode, definitely not better than the first episode, but better than last week, so it falls right in the middle there, I I think it's hard to top Episode 1 at this point, It's it was pretty much anything anyone could ever ask for in a Challenge episode exciting and entertaining throughout. He had a party, a great challenge, getting reintroduced to all our favorite old characters. Definitely gonna be hard to ever top that episode, but there could be some bangers coming up. We haven't had any really, really marquee eliminations yet. If we have a Alton versus Derek or a Mark versus Darrell elimination, I'm sure that episode will be absolutely insane. But we haven't had any of that yet. The eliminations we've had so far, they've been good, but they they haven't had the the star power that one of those potential eliminations could have. But overall, a fun episode, for sure. Enjoyed most of it. There was a few character scenes that I could have not seen and been okay with. There's some characters that got shined today that uh, aren't very consequential in my opinion. But Overall, just a fun episode. We got more strategy talk in this episode for sure. With Mark talking to Nehemiah and Kendall going over the Lifesaver, definitely a lot more strategy talk than we had previous in last week's episode. I think there was one strategic conversation in the episode last week between Trishel and the group that was... Talking about who should go in, uh, and it wasn't groundbreaking strategy. It was just better to see that than not at all. Uh, and then, uh, once again, I'll have to talk about the pace of the show. I talked about it the last two weeks, and I'll say it again: we're three episodes in at this point. One third of the season is complete, and we've still only had three people eliminated from the show. So. I am not the best at math, but if I calculate the amount of members left in the cast, which is 19, and the amount of episodes remaining on the show, there's six, It the math really just doesn't add up. We have, that'll bring us down to 13 competitors. There's not going to be 13 people in the final. I'm just confused as to how the pace of this works. Maybe there's more episodes. Maybe the number of original episodes reported is not right. But there's 19 members of the cast left, and there are six episodes remaining. I'm expecting a purge type of event or a pairs elimination in the future, because they can't keep going at this pace. And um, for the show to complete, be complete by the ninth episode, if it remains at this pace, I like these single elimination episodes with one person going home each week that's a normal challenge season which is 20 episodes for double agents this year but that's not really what we're getting we're getting nine episodes pacing I mean obviously it's all going to work out in the end they they created the show already it's just it's just odd to me that that this is how it's gone so far Um, but I don't know I don't really want to talk about the pace of the show that much anymore I just thought I would mention it again because we're in the same predicament um, as I was talking about last week. And then before I get into the the bones of this episode, I I just wanted to mention double agents real quick. It's going to wrap up this Wednesday. CT is leading the final with Amber at the moment, and I am ecstatic for that. We saw Fessy fall apart. I was uh, contrary to a lot of people in the challenge fandom overall. I was on Fessy's side. I, uh, as a football player myself, and someone that enjoys competition, the mentality that Fessy had was something that I really enjoyed. I think the producers help him out a lot more than other people with the eliminations that he participates in and the amount of screen time he gets. He is being propped up for sure. the The, the producers of the challenge are trying to build him up to be a character that we will see a lot in the future and someone that will be a big part of the show for, I guess I could say, years to come. So we see that from the producers, but I was a big fan of how he approached the game. I, that's my my sort of competitor, someone that comes with that edge mentally and that has a background in sports that is really, thinks they're the best and executes on that. Fessy doesn't really have a track record of backing up his talk, but the mentality he has and the fact that he hasn't lost yet. He hasn't been eliminated from any shows and he's made the two finals that on the two seasons he competed in lead me to enjoy him. But the way he quit on Casey at the beginning of that final, after she got hurt and limped her way to the food eating she didn't have to do that. She, they were in fourth place, most likely going to be eliminated at the beginning of the next episode. But she stuck it out. And she, she's a real competitor. Casey's another one that I enjoy. It's just not as entertaining as a character on the show. But she stuck it out. She, she powered through what she was going through. And Fessy wasn't even able to attempt to eat the food. It was, it was kind of a bad showing for him. And it it kind of, Left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not really on Fessy behind Fessy as much as I was before. I I've kind of lost a bit of respect that I had for him as a challenge competitor. But the the final so far has been extremely entertaining to watch. No one expected CT and Amber to jump out into the type of lead that they took. And if they're able to pull this off, it'll be awesome to watch. Amber would be the first rookie to win a season since cousin Jamie won with Carter on bloodlines. It's pretty rare for a rookie to win unless it's a team's challenge. I, I can't really think of any rookies off the top of my head besides maybe the gauntlet seasons that the rookies won where the the person wins on their first season of the show. But for her to win would be wild. It would definitely set her up to be on the show in the, in the future and she had a nice showing overall so far on the Double Agent. side. I'm not opposed to her being on the show. She's she's a fine character. She's not she doesn't jump off the screen um, like others, like a Kyle or a Devin or Anisa or a Cam. I would definitely put Cam before Anisa, but a a, a Cam. Um, but she she's a she's a competent character and fun to watch overall. And CT winning, I think that would probably solidify him. He's already on the Mount Rushmore of the Challenge. That would solidify him as one of the greats of all time, probably the greatest of all time, you could say, uh, right up there with people I consider uh, as the the really, the, the best people to ever compete on the show. Uh, a Bananas or Jordan CT would be in that group, along with uh, Laurel, who's only won one season of the Challenge, but her domination Precedes itself. Emily was obviously amazing, and Evelyn was probably the best female competitor on the show ever. CT would definitely take his place at the top of that heap if he is able to win this Wednesday. And I, I've loved CT since the moment I started watching the show. Seeing him win this season, where he's he struggled a bit, would be amazing, and I I would love to see CT win. So those are my quick thoughts on. Double Agents, uh, the final. Um, I, I, this isn't what the focus of this podcast is, but it's obviously taking place in the Challenge universe, and it's hard to ignore. Leroy, obviously, I forgot to mention him, too. I love Leroy. I want to see him win the Challenge uh, so bad. I don't think this will be his last season on the show, but he keeps saying it is. But I would love to see him win uh, the show. Uh, eventually, this season was looking like it would be the one, but he has lost a lot of momentum with being stuck with Nani, uh, and um, it's it's he's got a tough road ahead of him, and he's got a he's got a, a bit to do to get back in a position that he could win uh, the the final on Wednesday, but it it could happen, and uh it's it's something I'm definitely ex- would be excited to see. Just CT first because that's been my guy since the beginning. But yeah, that's enough on Double Agents, this is a, a, a podcast about the Challenge All-Stars, which I should be talking about, um, and I will be talking about now. But we're we're still in the, the early stages of the All-Stars, so with Double Agents wrapping up, I just wanted to give my quick thoughts on that. Uh, but we can get into the contents of the show now, what everyone came here to hear about, the few that have come here to listen. Um, I'll just get into it the show opens up kendall comes back from winning her elimination i think many would agree with me that kendall performed very well and was very impressive in that elimination but she set herself up uh, as a a, definitely a contender for that crown a rough episode for kendall we'll get into it obviously but she definitely moved down the totem pole at her performance this week despite winning being the winner of the daily challenge but our first, uh, our first big scene is the introduction to the friendship, or maybe more potentially between Jemmy and Nehemiah. Um, Nehemiah talks about how in his past challenges he wouldn't really get into the politics, and we saw how that strategy always worked out for Nehemiah. He he would go decently far in in most seasons, but he would never really be able to get over the top. Besides on the goal on three, um, so Nehemiah is not not really a really a a ringer on the show. He's not one of the people you would consider um, thinking about when you would think about the challenge. But he talks about how this time he wants to get more into the strategic side, the political side of the game, and he thinks his relationship with Jemmy would be a beneficial one because she, uh, as opposed to Nehemiah, she relies on that political game to succeed on the season she's on. It really hasn't worked out for her that well either, but she does know how to uh, maneuver politically in order to stay in the game. So he thinks it'll be a lucrative relationship in terms of learning the strategic side of the game if he stays uh, with Jemmy. Um, Jemmy also explains her reasoning behind talking to Nehemiah and I did pick Jemmy to be my female winner Um, I know there's only one winner but she was my favorite for the females and when I talked about it in the first pod she's back she kind of goes over everything she talked about in the first episode when she um, reintroduced herself to the viewers but I'm a bit hesitant uh, more hesitant than I was um, to proclaim Jenny jemmy as one of the the favorites I just need to see her perform better physically um, she hasn't really proven herself ever as a physical competitor and I need to see her really step it up in that department um, but she is still one of the strongest women that is on the show right now and I could see I could easily see her um, really staking her claim as the top uh, top woman on the show this season. Um, As for Nehemiah, uh, he's got a lot more sturdy competition to play against. Um, I'm not really sold on him as a competitor. He's performed well so far, but uh, with his track record and with his performance this season, he's kind of in the middle for me. He's won two dailies, but... He is also going against some of the best. Um, he he's won the show before, um, but I'm still not sold on him as a competitor. I would compare him uh, for football fans. I would compare him to a, a Joe Flacco or Nick Foles type of person that can that can win week to week. But overall, they're not really. Oh well, they can win week to week, and they they have that championship pedigree. They've won championships in the past. Uh, singular for both of them but they're not really um, someone you would consider among the elite of quarterbacks so that's that's kind of where nehemiah finds himself uh, in my eyes and um, maybe the eyes of other fans Uh, but that relationship becomes important in this episode and we'll see how it develops in the future moving on from here but uh, the introduction to that relationship is here and we go outside cyrus and beth are talking um, and beth has the nickname beth to death which has been which has been given to her by cyrus um, and beth to death is for sure true beth will be on the t- tv and she'll keep coming back to do reality television shows until she's dead so beth to death is an apt nickname for her um and we also get introduced to a relationship between jemmy and beth they are very good friends apparently um and beth is described as jemmy's mother (laughs) multiple times that's interesting Uh, it could be a setup for uh, next week's episode they could potentially go into elimination we see more with ruthie and anisa later they could potentially be going into elimination next week we're not sure but there could be more drama in the future from jemmy and beth Uh, but apparently they're friends now The challenge has a history of setting up friendships and showing them immediately imploding, though. We've seen that quite a few times this season on double agents. Um, So if they're best friends at the moment, that could potentially uh, blow up in the future. Um, Because best friends on the challenge do not really tend to last. We'll see what happens, though. Moving on, we get a quick scene with Tech getting uh, naked and going into the lake there i don't really know why this is an episode other than that tech does go home on this episode but we get to see a little bit of tech Um, nothing really important going on here besides for the millionth time ruthie explaining that her and tech are very close we see that a lot last episode and potentially in the first one i can't remember thinking back but it's obvious that they're they're good friends because ruthie just says it constantly that's you'll see it a few more times in this episode but it's just funny that it gets brought up so frequently and um it's it's honestly one-sided too i you never really get confessionals of texting oh ruthie is my best friend here i love ruthie i need her in the house it's just ruthie talking about tech and it just that's basically all she talks about um besides her little feud with anisa which is the next scene we see um ruthie's talking to orissa And Ruthie explains that she has a problem with Anissa because of what happened to her on the Duel 2. I don't really remember the specifics of the Duel 2, but apparently Anissa is one of the reasons that Ruthie was ousted from that season. And she's still upset about it. I believe the Duel 2 was in 2007, maybe. Maybe a little later. Um, But Ruthie's still upset from then about that. Despite her being eliminated on a lot of other seasons of the show. She's upset with Anissa still. And I talked about it at the opening of the show. Some of these scenes on this episode that I could have done without. Uh, This is one of them. Ruthie isn't really all that interesting to me as a character. I don't see her as someone that will be very competitive um, coming up on the show. Uh, So seeing scenes with her, I mean i can watch them she she the drama we saw her getting in Anise's face was was fun to watch but overall uh there's other and larger characters that we could spend time on unless ruthie uh unless i'm completely wrong and ruthie is actually going to be in it for the long haul and she'll be here until the end of the show who knows but uh, mm, watching ruthie isn't what i'm tuning into the challenge all-stars to see I'm more here for the big guns that they brought in, and uh, the big characters that we've had in the past. And Ruthie is not one of them, but she is on the show, so I'll talk about her. And she brought, I guess, some decently interesting drama to this episode. And now it's challenge time. Everyone's ready to go. Uh, And we have a a doozy today, a challenge classic, uh, the Melt Away Challenge where competitors have to melt a block of ice that has something they need to complete the challenge. In this case, it was shields that they had to put in chronological order based off past challenge seasons. Um, Another challenge involving the history of the show that a lot of these people won't be able to complete. We saw a lot of them struggling with it. There's a select few on the show either because they have a podcast about the show in Derek's case or because they've been on basically every season of the show in Anissa's case, um, that will have a distinct advantage. But uh, once again, making them do trivia is an interesting choice um, because these people for sure don't watch a show. I mentioned that last week, and it's it's definitely true. Um, but we have five teams of four each. Um, they have to melt the ice, put the shields in order, and if you break a shield in any point at any point um, when you're transitioning it to the board or uh, as we see later they get hammers if they smash the shield with the hammer they get a 5 minute penalty added to the team's time and that comes into play so we see why that's mentioned uh, but this is a, a a classic challenge and we knew we were going to see a lot of the older classic type challenges come into the season of All-Stars and getting to see this one Uh, It's it's very exciting. They haven't really done anything like this since Rivals 3, if I can think of, when they had to melt the soap on that beach. And uh, Kellyanne was kind of a star in that one as well. Uh, So it's nice to see her doing it again here. (laughs) Uh, But uh, this is just, uh, it's nice to see uh, a a classic challenge and a classic format to a challenge season where the losers go in that's really the challenge is bread and butter. When the show is amazing, that's what you saw on every season. Uh, whoever lost the daily would go right into elimination. Uh, the, the formatting is, is a little complicated these days and it kind of um, dilutes the entertainment uh, that we see strategy wise. Um, occasionally we do get better eliminations because of uh, the format of the last two seasons with the gold schools, but it's not very common. And I thought the best season of the show uh, was War of the Worlds 2. I loved that season. It wasn't exactly similar to this, but uh, it didn't have gold skulls in it. Um, uh, So either having the losers go in after the daily or having the winner select uh, who will go in against the losers-nominated player, those are the the really good seasons that we usually get to see. And the strategic maneuvering in War of the Worlds 2 was probably the most entertaining uh the show ever got strategy wise and there was just backstabbing all over that season and it was just great to watch Uh, but classic challenge today and something that everyone enjoyed Um, it turns out though that these challengers are not very good at the the classic um, challenges this block of ice wouldn't melt there was no sun according to kendall uh, so that made it more difficult but overall bad performance for everyone We even saw Durrell use a pretty alternative strategy in that he um, peed on the ice. Uh, Allegedly, we didn't really, we saw an odd angle where it looked like that's what he was doing, but we don't know if he actually did that. But uh, none of those strategies really ended up working out, and everyone struggled to melt the ice, even after Orisa summoned the Sun. Uh, In the sky, she she almost manifested the sun coming out of the clouds. It wasn't successful, but it was another thing that the competitors tried that didn't really work out. So TJ actually had to stop the challenge and give everyone uh, a hammer uh, to make it a lot easier to break down the ice. And that did end up helping the competitors immensely. Uh, It kind of ended pretty quickly after that. Um, Everyone hammering away at the ice was able to grab the shields. Um, Jemmy knew the challenges in order, so that gave her team an advantage after they broke out all the Shields. Her team ended up finishing first, but they did break two of the Shields, which gave them a 10-minute penalty, which, I mean, if you get a 10-minute penalty, you're basically done. This wouldn't take that long to complete, and it is kind of ridiculous that Mark kept saying that the team would win even despite the 10-minute penalty. It was probably something that was not going to happen. But everyone does end up finishing up. Besides, uh, the team that Nehemiah is on, that he is the captain of, they they struggle throughout. Katie and Eric have uh, a couple arguments over the order of the seasons, despite Katie being on most of the ones that were on the board. But they 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 lose. And Nehemiah is kind of upset already, and Tech just rubs salt in the wound, talking about how Nehemiah's house is on fire and not to worry about anyone else because he's, he's pretty much done for. And Nehemiah gets really heated. Um, he's He gives uh, Tech a little, the when I'm watching you, he gives him that that type of hand signal, and Tech throws it right back at him. They just go back and forth. And, and I just want to thank Tech for bringing some energy to this challenge and overall the season as a whole so far, he, he is competitive. Uh, He's, he's trying hard out there, but he's not really taking it too seriously and he's, he's just trying to bring entertainment and be funny where he can. Um, and overall with him being the captain in the first half, you see that he's not afraid to step up and, uh, play the game because he's not going to be too worried if he loses, he's not losing on purpose um, per se, but he's, he's not really, um, he doesn't have. He's not playing a scared game like you would see out of a, a Big Easy, as mentioned later. Um, and the tech, tech's bringing the energy here. Um, Darrell's team ends up winning. Uh, Darrell and Kendall are the captains of that team. Um, Darrell is safe from elimination, and Kendall receives the lifesaver. Uh, and she says she's not very decisive, uh, so she thinks she's going to struggle with having the lifesaver and that's definitely true we see later kendall kind of implodes and is not able to make a decision easily and it really ends up costing her and we see a kind of a little um, sign that kendall could be in trouble here uh, having the lifesaver we make our way back to the house to get ready for a nomination nehemiah and mark have a little chat Nehemiah explains that he would like to go in against Tech. He kind of ruffled his feathers there. And Mark agrees. Mark tells Nehemiah going against Tech would be smart because there's no reason to make another person angry when Tech is already basically given a reason that he should go in. And he's he's pretty much given Nehemiah that built-in excuse. And I just want to give some kudos to Mark here. Mark is really gaming uh, so far these first three episodes. Um, he's not in that super dominant leading role that you see he's, he's kind of in the background uh, pushing things in the way that he would like to see them go and he's staying out of elimination by deflecting things onto other people uh, you saw what he did to ace he's pretty much using any reason that he can to stay out of elimination and see someone else go in by harping on mistakes that they made uh acing a acing ace slips up in episode one mark kind of capitalizes on that and then you see the same thing happen with tech here he's just pushing nehemiah in the direction that he would think that going against tech which he was already thinking of doing is a fantastic idea and you just see mark kind of gaming here and he's performed well physically so far too so mark is a one to watch and i'm excited to now that i've seen uh, his capability to do this i'm excited to watch him in the coming episodes see what see how he maneuvers through the game and positions himself uh, somewhere that he would win. I don't know if people would call for the the season to be rigged if Mark does win because he kind of put the whole thing together, but I hope that's not the case because mark you can see Mark here playing well and uh positioning himself in a way that he would succeed. It's time for nominations now, um, and there's not really any drama here. tech sees the the writing on the wall and kind of just. Uh, doesn't leave any suspense in the air and he knows he's going in so he he does end up volunteering himself and we get some comments from the other people at the ceremony uh, talking about tech volunteering people have differing opinions on whether volunteering is smart or not i mean i don't really see a reason it could be good or bad either way i'm kind of indifferent towards it if you nominate yourself, um, that's fine because Tech knew he was gonna be going in anyway. So wasting time just going over everyone's vote doesn't really change anything. So I I haven't lost any respect or anything from Tech from for Tech uh, because he nominated himself. It's just what he did, um, and it's time for kind of the I'd say the main focus of this episode is uh, the party and Kendall. Um, kind of blowing up her game and making a few enemies that she didn't really need to make or wouldn't have had otherwise had she not done uh, what she what she did at this party. But at first she's talking to Ruthie about the Lifesaver and what powers uh, it has. They don't really know for sure. No one's used the Lifesaver yet. So they're speculating based off what they experienced in past challenges and what the Lifesaver did then. They're not really sure what it would what it would do now if used. So they're just speculating over that. Uh, but at the moment Kendall isn't really considering using it uh, but Jemmy is talking to Nehemiah and she thinks big Easy should go into elimination. Um, Tech volunteered himself obviously but she was going to vote for easy um, She doesn't want to end up being partners with easy if it comes down to that in a pairs situation for a daily. And she's definitely not wrong about that um, Big Easy in the past has shown that he can struggle. He's not the best. He's a fun person to have on the show. He's a good character, but he's not the best physically. And Jemmy not wanting to be stuck with him is, is smart on her part because she doesn't want her game to be tanked by someone, else, someone else's uh, shortcomings. And so she wants to see Easy going for that reason. Um, but Big Easy is actually hard to take out in elimination. There's there's a lot of stuff that um, could be played in the arena that Big Easy would excel in just based off of his size, and we that's that's been seen in the past as well. So it's, it's hard to eliminate him, but he's, he's not the best to have by your side in a final type situation if they have to work together in that, or in a pairs daily challenge where he would once again struggle. That's the reasoning behind Jemmy wanting easy to go in, Um, And she wants Nehemiah to talk to Kendall about using the Lifesaver on Tech. Um, And she thinks that this would work, despite Nehemiah being in the literal exact same position the week before, where he had the Lifesaver after winning the trivia challenge and him not using it on Kendall, who was voted in. Kendall doesn't really seem to mind this. Um, she, She won the elimination, so I guess there's no hard feelings there, but... It doesn't really make sense that she would do that for Nehemiah's positioning. She's not directly using it on Nehemiah, but uh, the her the choice of her using the lifesaver would be beneficial to him. So she wouldn't mind him using it, but I don't see why she would do that after he did what he did. In the exact episode before this, uh, Kendall is talking again. Uh, she says people would be upset if she did use the lifesaver. But she kind of wants to do it anyway. She's talking to text. She she doesn't really care about what other people think, um, and she thinks people in the house hate her already. And using the lifesaver wouldn't really change anything. They they would already have that that hate there. But I think Kendall is kind of misevaluating. I would say people are indifferent towards Kendall. Generally indifferent towards Kendall. I don't think anyone really hates Kendall. That's that's kind of a misevaluation on her part. Um, no one's really mentioned that they, they have a strong dislike for Kendall and it doesn't really make sense for her to use the lightsaber here. I don't think, uh, in a, in a pair situation that Kendall would end up working with easy, depending, I, I guess it could be a random selection, um, but her using it would make a lot of enemies of the guys in the house and she needs them um, to vote in her favor. She was voted in before, but there was reasoning behind that. It wasn't really just because Kendall was Kendall, uh, like you saw, Um, and no one's really going to be clamoring to go against Kendall. She proved that she can win eliminations. So her using the Lifesaver doesn't really make sense. Um, You can see why Jenny would want her to use it. She's not really, uh, I'd say, as strong physically as Kendall, and she would want easy out um, so that she would have an easier time in a a partner's type of challenge. But Kendall using it doesn't really make sense, and she already has allies that have her back that are very strong, uh, like Darrell. Using it really wouldn't be in her best interest, but she wants to do it anyway. Um, so Kendall's kind of tanking her game for no reason and uh, putting herself in a bad position just for the lulls, pretty much. She just wants to um, use the Lifesaver for no reason. Um, and Darrell mentions that he wants Kendall to take it an easy, and she's he points out that the the other guys in the house are, are getting annoyed at her, and uh, she's, she's kind of putting them on eggshells because – of her considering doing this when there's really no need, so that's the big rift uh, with Kendall. This episode, she she struggles this episode, and uh, you see that's the that's the problem and that's the reason why. Uh, but we're back from the the party at this point, and we see a little scene between Jemmy and Nehemiah again. Uh, kind of uh, I I'd call it spooning pretty much. They're they're um they're together uh, in in a bed there, and they mention that. Uh, they're both doing it um for game reasons pretty much. Jemmy is is playing the game. She Nehemiah is one of her allies, and she wants him to stay in the game. Um, and she she's uh helping him out by um kind of giving him whatever comfort he's seeking because he he mentions that he's in the middle of war, and uh, he he needs that soft touch to uh get him uh, get his head um in the right place. So once again uh, a mutually beneficial relationship uh, has sprung up uh, like we saw earlier in the episode and they're they're getting kind of close there um, and it's it's uh it's interesting to watch and we'll see if anything more comes of it it could potentially be uh a something that comes up in the future or um, potentially evolve more from a friendship or a uh spooning type relationship as Nehemiah mentions later um, but who, who knows what'll what'll happen um, and then more drama to come Ruthie has a little confrontation with Anissa uh, Anissa kind of um, is ignoring Ruthie she's she's not really um engaging with what Ruthie's saying because Anissa was pretty much caught talking about Ruthie and Ruthie was upset about that uh, and and has some choice words for Anissa uh, which I won't repeat but it being uncensored uh, makes it a lot more entertaining to see something like that Um, but Ruthie is uh, not very happy with Anissa and mentions that um, she would love to take her out so either I'm predicting we'll see a Jemmy and Beth type of blow up next week where they face off an elimination or a Ruthie and Anissa. Um, Ruthie and Anissa got more focused this week, which would lead me to think that that would come up more in next episode uh, because there there was more focus on that. Um, But there was two mentions of Beth and Jemmy as well. We'll see what happens. Um, But they're, they're obviously something. They're both relationships that we'll end up coming back to. Um, but but it was fun drama- it was a fun confrontation to watch, just like I mentioned earlier Ruthie's not really the character that on the show that I want to see but it was it was fun to see her kind of get after it. and um, uh, Anissa always always seems to find her way into some sort of drama, but she she 's not really engaging um, that much with Ruthie. I guess she thinks she 's above her or something like that uh, which you could say she is she she has more of a pedigree on the show. Um, but there's there's always seems to be something going on with with anisa and and we're getting towards the elimination here tech's getting ready now um and he mentions that he he's ready to go against nehemiah, but nehemiah is is a strong competitor he's he's been in the elimination six times, which tech doesn't really know the history of the show, but somehow he seems to know how many eliminations. Uh, Nehemiah's been on because he's he's spot on with that ne- I looked it up to uh, confirm Nehemiah has been in six eliminations he's three and three three wins three losses for Nehemiah um, he beat Kenny on the duel his original season and then he lost to Big Easy uh, and then on the Gauntlet three the season he won he beat Alex and Ryan and then it was all losses from there he lost to Evan on duel two who ended up being the winner of that season and he lost to CT and Adam on rivals if you remember that elimination where they're I guess they were hung up together and they had to make their way down that kind of structure type of thing Um, but CT and Adam won that one and they likely would have been the winners of that season had uh, Adam not struggled to get up that hill there uh, towards the end of rivals but Nehemiah is three and three, uh, and he'll be four and three after after tonight. But Tech was spot on with that um, six elimination comment, which was funny to me because I I don't know how Tech would have known that besides someone telling him, I guess. Uh, but it, it it's elimination time. Uh, the elimination is called going out of tile. Um, kind of weird. I'll get into it in a second. Um, but the the way this elimination worked was kind of odd to me. Um, it didn't really play out the way i thought it was supposed to i'll get into that in a second again um, but kendall first uh to the lifesaver kendall doesn't use the lifesaver um, so there was no really reason that she had to stir up all that um, drama uh in the first place at the at the party um, they were at because she didn't end up using it anyway uh, and mark kind of points to that we see more focus in mark watch mark uh the gamer mark says that he uh That she made the right decision, um, but she didn't handle the situation well, and she put a target on her back uh, for seemingly no reason. And uh, a lot of the guys um, might not take kindly to her uh, when voting for the next nomination um, because of how she acted uh, with the Lifesaver. A bad episode for Kendall overall, like I mentioned. Um, But it's uh, it's time for the elimination, Tech versus Nehemiah, um, going out of tile. Uh, they just have to smash the tiles uh, on the um, structure that the the producers created, and s- uh, I, before I thought they would have to completely smash out the tiles, the the kind of um, square frames they were in had to be completely empty, but they didn't really smash the tiles all the way um, in the elimination. Uh, they didn't really explain that rule on the show or how it would work, but it didn't seem to be a problem for either of them. They They... Didn't have to go back and finish anything. Um, they just partially smashed the tile and that that was good for the points that they, they had to get. Um, Tj before the before the elimination even started, though, Tj pulls out a glove, um, just kind of snaps on his wrist, uh, implying something um, that uh, people may think of. Uh, Nehemiah mentions it um, after he puts the glove on. Uh, he asks if they want if he wants the uh, Nehemiah and Tech to bend over. Um, but uh, he says no no I don't I want anyone to bend over uh, and then he pulls out a little bag um with carolina reaper peppers in it um, and for pretty much the fun of TJ he says uh, before they get into the elimination they have to they have to eat these carolina reapers so TJ gets to have a little fun here watching them struggle through the um, Carolina Reapers and adding a, an element to the elimination that wasn't really necessary but was just in there for fun and for uh, TJ to enjoy himself and, and TJ's loving this All-Star Challenge he had a lot of fun with the trivia last week and then he's just living it up here with uh, with his Carolina Reapers um, so a lot of fun for TJ, he's, he's really enjoying um, uh, being, uh, hosting this season and uh, we love that he's here it wouldn't have been the same with, a, with another host uh, on the show um, uh, we saw that, uh, in the, um, champs versus stars seasons when, when our host wasn't TJ. It's, it's, it's a different vibe. It's not bad. Um, the Miz's season where he hosted was fun, but, uh, having Victor Cruz host the season, uh, not TJ, uh, was not as enjoyable. And I, I need my TJ there. He's, he's a staple and, um, he, he is the challenge. Basically we're running his finals at the end of the season, not anyone else's finals the the two the two guys in our elimination do get through the the Carolina Reapers they struggle a tad but um, they they're able to, to finish them and it doesn't really affect uh, them during the elimination just well besides Tech falling over at the beginning of uh, when the when the air horn's blown he falls over and throws up um, before he even runs to the structure that's the only way. I guess Tech lost by a split second too, so that might have that might have been it right there when Tech falls over and throws up a bit before running to the structure. Um, that might have cost them the win, but they they uh, they bang out the tiles, they get the top floor pretty easy. Nobody really struggles. It's just uh, it's all about speed here, and um, it, it's a close finish. It's pretty much neck and neck. Um, Tech falls right into the the circle that they have to run to before Nehemiah, but. Or not before, but he falls into it right after. It's a it's a bang bang play, um, but Nehemiah ends up winning. Beats Tech. Um, Tech put up a good fight though, and overall he had a he had a, he was fun on the season. Props to Tech for coming out after such a long time off the show, and and having a showing this nice. Uh, definitely enjoyed him on the show, but he he is eliminated. Um, so we're down to nineteen. There are nine. Men left on the show. Alton's definitely still my favorite, but uh, a good elimination win for Nehemiah and Tech is gone. And that's that's the that's episode there. Nehemiah uh, has some some serious momentum. He's got the best stats for sure so far. He's got two daily wins and an elimination win and he's setting himself up. I don't think people really um, want to, he wouldn't be the first choice for people to go in against if he uh, was not the loser of the daily. So good momentum for Nehemiah. He got a lot of focus this episode, and uh, Tech is gone. And that's it. That's That was the whole episode. Uh, definitely a fun one. I'm excited for next week. I um, just don't know, uh, like I mentioned with pacing earlier, how it'll work out. And I'm excited for the Challenge Double Agents to wrap up this Wednesday. I'll, I'll get my thoughts on the final next week. This isn't a Challenge agent Double Agents podcast, but uh, it's obviously taking place. Um, at the same time as this so uh, i can't help but mention what's going on there but uh, an exciting week coming up for fans of the challenge and i'm excited to be back next week uh, to break down episode four that's it for me you can follow me on twitter at duska tweeter d-u-s-k-a-t-w-e-e-t-e-r and subscribe to duska's pop on um, all major podcast platforms and that's it i'll see everyone next week